The world is a big and magical place, and Jason and Colin are your guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust, because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm Jason Matheson. And I'm Colin Matheson. Oh, look who's back. I know. No more Key West. That's right. Last week. If you listen to the episode, you know we called Colin. He was... Ruined my sunset on the beach. He was naked in the southern I usually most am. point of these continental United States. Buck naked on the streets, or streets, beaches of Key West. And the streets. It's fine. It's fine. It's Key West. How was your trip? It was delightful, thanks for asking. You're welcome. Yeah, did a little four-day trip with the girlfriends and laid on the beach and ate a bunch of food and... It was great. What surprised you the most about Key West? Because when we think of Florida, we think of Orlando. How many people were there? What do you mean? It was so busy for like a random, you know, Sunday afternoon in February. Like tourist busy, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then there was some kind of event happening in like Key Largo. Um, Montego. Hey, that's exactly what Carrie did when we Mm -hmm. were driving down. Um, What? I just heard, oh. Oh, I rubbed my feet. You did, but fairy friends, you probably can't hear it, but they our, can't hear our it. headphones are super sensitive, and it sounded like waves. And I was like, real professional. I know. I thought, wow, Jason's got the sound effects ready. Yeah, I know. Um, no, but there was some kind of event happening like in Key Largo. It was like a flea market, a nautical flea market. Apparently, it's a huge deal down there. Every radio station was there broadcasting live. A nautical flea market? A nautical flea market. Oh. And we sat parked on highway one or whatever for 45 minutes waiting waiting because they'd stop traffic and let pedestrians cross the street to get into this thing yeah people were parked and walking for miles oh my gosh it was a for a flea market huge darn deal it was like the 25th anniversary or something oh so it delayed our trip a little bit but people want a bargain we had a good time you ain't going to find no bargains at Disney World. No, just joking. Okay, this is part two of uh, my Disneyland adventure. Let's do it. Now, though Colin wasn't with me for this particular adventure. Yeah, thanks for that. Hashtag no guilt. You had a girls <laughs> weekend, as I said, last week's episode, and I had mine with Haley. Um, Colin wasn't with me for this particular one, but um, you have been with me. Um, for other Disneyland trips, and you have been to the Disneyland Hotel. So that's what we're going to focus on, because last week I talked about Rise of the Resistance, that bitchy cast member, um, Hilda, I'll call her. Ugh, winch. Um, Now I'll talk about our stays, because we stayed at both hotels, Disneyland Hotel and the Grand Californian. I'll start with the Grand Cal... I'll start with the Grand Californian, and I will start with them because... uh, I was excited to go because we had I had not been, Colin hadn't been, and, and Haley, our fairy friend Haley, had not been. And we have joked about going. We were in Disneyland once uh, several years ago with our friend Jen, and Jen got sick. Um, she had a little too much to drink the night before, and then we forced her to go to Disneyland. Probably not the best idea. We're such good friends. We are. And we joked that if she didn't want to walk around Disneyland, we would get her a hotel room at the Grand Californian. And this was before we were real educated in the pricing of Disneyland hotels. 
And it was like $600. And we're like, no, Biatch, you're going to have to tough it out. We're not getting you a room for one night, for one night, an afternoon. Um, so anyway, so we had, I had never really stayed. We got a good deal. It wasn't as expensive as I thought it was going to be. It is pricey. Um, but it was, we managed to get a, a pretty good, decent room at a really good deal. What is a good deal to you? Well, for that hotel... Um, I think I ended up, we'll see, I'm a little jade. I, mine's a little different because I use some Disney dollars. Okay. Um, and you booked it like what last minute, like I'm booked it last minute, three too. days before yeah, I think I got for like $400. Oh, that isn't, that isn't bad. No, for a non-property, whether you're at world or land, it was, it was pretty good. So I will say overall, like I walk in and it reminds me instantly of animal kingdom lodge. Oh, I thought for sure you'd say the wilderness lodge. Well, we hadn't been there, so... No, but no you've I, seen it. I've seen it, but no, I thought immediately it had a similar vibe, especially their main room. It had a very similar vibe to Animal Kingdom Lodge, and I, it was very homey. It's very California. I mean, it's it's the Northern California. Say, Northern say, California. Not, not Southern California, but, you know, there's wood carvings of bears, and there's a lot of wood, and there's a couple grand fireplaces, which came in very handy because I managed to book the one weekend of the year where it rains in, in California. But anyway, um, and it was just beautiful uh, and warm and welcoming and grand, thus the name. And I immediately thought, you know, I'm more of a modern aesthetic kind of guy, but I really, really liked it. Um, so then we went to the room. It's a huge property. If you've ever seen it uh, in person or if you've just looked it up, it's a giant property. But I was surprised that even though it's a larger property, just like everything else in Disneyland, it did not take us that long to get to our room. Like, you know, I, I'm thinking when we go to the Yacht Club, that's a 10 to 15 minute walk. And that's not a joke. If you are unlucky enough to get a room literally on the ends of that resort, this took us about five minutes. Um, and this, that, that walk at the... Yacht Club is ridiculous. Ridiculous. We did a video one time, a, a sped up version, and it was just crazy. It really is a 15-minute walk. But this, we got to the room in about five minutes, and I walk in, and I, I was telling Colin, the rooms are not as dynamic in the day as they are at night. Nothing spectacular. So I will also compare it to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Nothing, nothing where you go, oh, my goodness, this is luxurious. But really nice. I mean, you know, could it be updated? I, yeah. Are you bored? You just look like you are so bored. No. Oh, you're like looking at your clock and leaning back and... No, hmm. my, my watch vibrated. Oh, okay. Um, it just, it's so... It, it, it's, it's nice without being stuffy. And again, I think I, I tried to look. I couldn't figure out where, when the last renovation was. It could have another one. But I will say when we came back to the room that night, the lighting in it made the room way better. They had this, they kind of had this trim light around the top of the ceiling with the wood that kind of it looks like ribbon light and it shoots up kind of, and it gave a nice warm, you know, sometimes fluorescent light is just blasting white. This, when you, when we walked in, they, you know, the, housekeeping had turned the lights on. I was like, oh, this is nice to come home to. Um, and the bathroom was great. Um, like most, you know, deluxe resorts, 
I uh, had great amenities in the bathroom. Um, as far as the property itself, you know, it was raining, so we didn't get to go in the pool, but the pool area looked extremely, extremely nice. Again, conveniently located right off the lobby. And there's a restaurant. There's a couple restaurants. The first one is Napa Rose, which everybody we talked to said it's probably one of the best restaurants on property at Disneyland. Um, so, uh, and I, we were talking to a couple that we befriended because our friend Haley will talk to a tree branch. Um, and they said it's just, it's one of the best meals ever. So, yeah. Um, as far as the room types, I assume it's pretty common, like king with a pullout sofa, double queen, or a suite? Yeah, it's, okay. yes. It's, it, it, we had two queens, which was way comfortable and, and, and nice. It's, it's, it's basically like any, again, it's just like Animal Kingdom Lodge. It just, the, the setup, everything was, was really similar. Um, the one drawback of the Grand Californian and, you know, in this age of security and more metal detectors and now permanent metal detectors, there is a little bit of a bottleneck that you don't get at Disneyland Hotel. Um, yes, it's great that you have walkout privilege right to downtown Disney, and then you have another exit that brings you right out to um, California Adventure. The problem with the exit onto downtown Disney is it bottlenecks quickly because there are usually only one or two metal detectors open, and it's a very small, not sm well, yeah, it's a very tight hallway. And I, we saw a few bottlenecks in comparison to Disneyland hotel. They have a, you remember it to get into downtown Disney. It, it's, it's a long um, security check-in system. It's, it's like four or five metal detectors. Mm -hmm. This, they need to figure this out. They need to put more personnel because when the rain stopped one uh, during one point in the afternoon, uh, we, we tried to walk back out. And it took us like 25 minutes to get oh, through the metal wow. detector. Yeah. I mean, it was really backed up. And, it, and it, it's, it's the design of that hallway that leads you out. I don't know how they can fix it other than just cramming in maybe two more metal detectors. But it just, it, Haley and I both said it was like, Ugh. So when we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel the next day, that was a big selling point. Uh, that was a huge selling point of like, okay, we can get in and out of downtown Disney really quick. So that's the only, that's the only negative. Disneyland Hotel, Colin and I have both stayed there. Um, uh, we've stayed there more extensively than I did this trip because, again, this was just a weekend trip. I am just going to start with the positive. I love this property. I love, I love most things about it. I love the, the decor. I love the feeling. I, I love... Um, the rooms, I love the magical twinkly headboard. I love the carpet. It just has a great feel to it that, uh, to me is just like classic Disney and this refurb they did a few years ago. is just a winner to me. I love this hotel. Yeah. You love that headboard. You just freaked out it. So fairy friends, in case you don't know, there's a switch on your lamp, um, on your end table in between your, or on your nightstand in between the beds that turns on the twinkly lights in the headboard and it plays uh what it's called a dream is a wish your heart makes yeah. whatever the name of the song is and we literally because you guys are such big fans left that on all night all night all night and it was great it just yeah that hotel is just classic disney to me and we got back in and they have a great store the fantasia store um great goods there they have a little convenience store 
with, you know, film and some snacks. Um, the pool area, let's talk about that for a second. They have a, a Trader um, Trader Sam's. They have a Trader Sam's right there in the pool. Which you got to love Trader Sam's. Yeah, and it's really nice that it's right there. I will tell you, though, if you do not like walking, always request um, the first tower, the, the, fantasy. Fair, the, the fantasy tower. Or even Adventure Tower. You do not want Frontier. It is way back there. It is in the butthole of the property. So it's <laughs> well, way not, back there. That's Paradise Pier. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's way back there. But the pool area, again, I have such great memories. We were there in July, Fairy Friends, last year. We did an episode about this. I love that pool area. There's something, again, that whole, pro- I just love the trees. And the same thing that you say about Disneyland, I kind of feel about that property. It's flushed out. You know, yes. the trees are mature. Yep. And it's and it just makes the property really beautiful yeah, in a way that the more modern hotels they can't they can't they can't yeah it's like the pool isn't just a concrete pad with a hole like you'd see at other resorts it feels lush and tropical because those palm trees are all really old and they've been there forever and that vegetation you know around trader sam's makes it feel like a real tiki hut that's been there for a yeah. long time so it's really cool and i they love have, disneyland hotel i do too and they just and they have different pools fairy friends like sadly colin's colin already um Colin's so funny, right back by the Frontier Tower. Colin has already, um, we were walking, there's a big grassy knoll back there, and Colin's like, um, that's where they could put the adults-only pool back there in the corner. Because you like, you, know, you, if it was up to you, there would be an adults-only pool at every property we stay at. Yes. Yeah. I think there should be. Yeah, there actually It doesn't should. have to be big. No. But I don't always want to be, you know, <laughs> in the pool with... <laughs> Yeah. Is that supposed to be a crying That's baby? supposed to be a crying child. I don't even mind the crying so much. It's like the splashing when the kids are like jumping in and playing. Hey, that's what kids do. Yeah, I, that's what I Disney did. War. It's Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm laying in the pool or if I'm laying on my chair, yeah. I don't necessarily want the kids running around hey, and jumping hey, in and I'm hey. getting all wet. Yeah, I get it. I want to have a cocktail and lay out and read my book. Having said that, this pool is pretty large. Yes. Um, has different areas. Mm-hmm. I liked the back sunbathing area that the three of us laid at, you know, behind almost by the, the little wading pool. By the kids' jungle gym thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a really nice area. And then we moved up in front closer to the Fantasy Tower. Bottom line, as you can tell, though I loved the grandness of the Grand Californian and I loved the woodsy hominess of it, I, to me, uh, Disneyland Hotel has a distinct advantage for me. If I had a choice... Um, I would stay at Disneyland Hotel over the Grand Californian. And what's the and price cheaper. break? Yeah. Do you know? It's a little cheaper. Probably, I, I'm going to average it out. It was about $100 cheaper. I mean, as I it was I was looking, Disneyland Hotel was always cheaper. Um, by, at the very least, $100. This particular trip was exa- was $100 cheaper per night than the Grand Californian. For ba- for the exact same room. I yeah. mean, it's it's. I'm just like surprised it's only a hundred. I thought it would be more. Well, keep in mind, last minute. Yeah. You know what I mean. Take all those factors in, but um, I've seen it a one fifty cheaper when I was booking. It was about a hundred and fifty dollars cheaper. Um, but again, it's the same experience, and it's it's a little farther from the parks, but but not. It's like that, literally across the street. Yeah. I mean, again, that's the great thing about Disneyland. You, I mean, I love you, World, and I. You'll always be my favorite. That is the one big, huge advantage that Disneyland has is the fact that you do not need a bus or a friendship boat 
or a Skyliner to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, everything's right there. Everything's right there. That's a, a big thing. There is one other hotel that we should mention, just so people know that we referenced it. There is the third hotel at Disneyland, Paradise Pier, and we have not stayed there. Um, it is the cheapest of the three. It is the furthest away. Um, I don't know. I mentioned it to somebody. Uh, was it Haley? No, I mentioned it to somebody and they just kind of went, ugh. I think it, it's in need of a renovation. Yes. If you've stayed there, fairy friends, let us know on Instagram. And maybe now that Paradise Pier has been rebranded as Pixar Pier, yeah. they will redo the hotel too. Who knows? Before we go, obviously, there's a couple pieces of news that broke this week. Huge. Uh, we'll start with Bob Iger stepping down. Clutch the pearls. I about passed out. You were so sad. I was very sad. Um, you would have thought he passed away or something. I was bummed because... Uh, look, Bob Chapik is the new, I, I'm not going to bore you fairy friends, especially you're here to, for Walt Disney World tips and stuff, but this is Walt Disney World dish because mark my word, maybe not for two, three, four years, but this will have an impact on the parks um, because Bob Chapik, who is now a fa- who is now the CEO, was in charge of the parks. I think he'll do a capable job, but in my opinion, Iger was so good that Bob Iger or Bob Chapik is to Bob Iger what Tim Cook is to Steve Jobs. Tim Cook is very capable. He has led Apple very well, but he he has not done an iPad like a revolutionary product. He has not redefined music the way that Steve Jobs did with the iPod. Bob Iger, in a similar fashion, Bob Iger grew that company by, I forgot what the percentage is, by buying, by smartly going after acquisitions like Marvel and Pixar and Lucasfilm and 21st Century Fox and realizing that they needed to stay on top of technology. I mean, that's one of the benchmarks of Bob's leadership is being on the forefront of technology. That's what he truly believes in. So whether it's the My Disney Experience app and the Magic Band or the direct-to-consumer Disney Plus, I don't know if Chapek has that imagination. I do wonder, though, because he came from Parks, if that's going to be An good advantage? or bad. Is, yeah. Since he is now leading the company, is it going to be better for the Parks? Or because he's leaving the Park division, are the Parks going to suffer? Yeah. Well, and there are people I, I saw online. There are diehards like us that were... Um, they do not like Chapik. They do. They think that he has well, brought in all the stuff they hate. And I'm surprised because that they picked him only because Bob came from the TV side. Yeah. He came from ABC. Well, that's why Bob, you know, luckily Iger is going to stay on in a creative role until 2021. But uh, yeah, Chapik admitted he has no content or creative experience as far as shows. You know, Bob came from ABC and ABC Sports. And- Which, I mean, he's CEO of a gigantic company. company You've got yeah. people to do that for you, but... If I was Bob Iger, I would have left at the top too. Yeah. Drop, drop the mic. You're not going to, yeah, what, do you, you what else do, do you have to prove? Yeah. You can't do any better than you've already done. No, you Bye. did. You did everything that we just listed. And oh yeah, you, you broke into China. I mean, you opened Shanghai Disney, which is. And launched right Disney now. plus and, and yeah. like all of this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Finally, speaking of uh, ooh girl, um, the jungle crew sank everybody. I'm just joking. And sank. That's the other piece of news that broke this week. I work in a local news uh, building uh, watching this video come in and the dramatic writing that accompanied this. I had to calm the producers down because they're like, okay, is it a glass bottom boat? And is it, I'm like, guys, 
Do you not realize this is not? It's a boat on a track in eighteen inches of water. If that, you know <laughs> what I mean. And it's like let's chill. And I saw today someone was saying TMZ was waiting for somebody on that boat to sue for emotional distress. Which is probably going to happen. Oh, I'm sure it will. So, but uh, guys, I think it would be hysterical. If I was on the Jungle Cruise and started to take on water, I have been on a boat that started taking on water and it didn't end well. I crushed women and children to get off that boat. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That was your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I trampled on your cousin Hannah to escape, but oh well, girl. They need to include the gay uh, gays into women and children first. <laughs> Every man for himself when Jason's around. That's right. That's going to do it for us this week. Don't forget, spread the word, everybody. We're so close on Instagram. We're like just a, I think, 30 away from cracking 11,000. Oh. So tell everybody you know, follow us. How do you find us? Yeah, we're on Facebook and Instagram. You can search Two Fairy Godfathers. And don't forget, we drop a new episode every Monday because... Mondays are for fairies. Have a good week, a magical week, and we'll see you next time. Bye, friends. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.